thinking of starting a podcast? Well, try Anchor. It's free, easy to use, and its creation tools allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or computer. It'll even take care of distribution for you with a single tap so you can be heard on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Also, Anchor is the only place you can publish video podcasts directly to Spotify. Man, you can even make money using Anchor in a couple of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. It's truly everything you need in one place to make a podcast. So make sure to go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome back to another episode of It's Cavalier Podcast. Good to be back, fresh off the heels of a 103-90 win over the Charlotte Hornets. Man, the Cavs are inching closer and closer to health and entering the last month or so of the NBA season. It can't come at a better time for a playoff push. As we speak, before today's slate of games, Cleveland sits a mere two games out of the 10-seeded play-in spot. Um, that's That represents a lot of progress, ladies and gentlemen. We got Jared Allen and Larry Nance back last night. And while, you know, it doesn't quite seem like they are, you know, their usual selves just yet, especially in the case of Larry Nance, uh, you know, he was out with that illness for so long. Rumors are out there that he had lost uh, over 20 pounds due to this mystery illness. But nonetheless, it's good to see the both of those two back on the court. Jared Allen, on the other hand, did look, you know, a little bit like himself. Finished with 15 points, eight rebounds. And, you know, the ever-evolving chemistry with Darius Garland was just right back at it again with a couple of alley-oops. Um, you know, Speaking of healthy players, Darius Garland came back last night. Still no Colin Sexton, so we still don't have a fully healthy starting five unit. And Cleveland, with this knowledge, uh, they decided to play with a little bit of a bigger lineup last night. They started Isaac Okoro at the two, and they started Dean Wade at the three, which you know I was kind of skeptical of uh, heading in because I'm just not quite sold on Dean as a three. But I get it, and it actually paid off last night. It actually worked. And usually when Dean Wade is in the lineup, it means good luck for the Cavs. I don't know how many times I've said that. But, man, the star of last night's game undoubtedly was one Torian Prince. Off the bench in 29 minutes, he had 25 points, 25 big points, man. And he went 6 of 8 from deep. Now, since the month of April started, Torrin Prince is averaging a slash line of 15.3 points, 4.1 rebounds, 2.7 assists, and here's the real kicker, 47.1% from deep. That is scorching, guys. And I'm sure, yes, obviously it was aided by last night, him going 6 of 8 from range. But he's starting to look more and more consistent, more and more comfortable. And thank goodness we have him under contract through the uh, through next season. Cleveland has a lot to figure out heading into the offseason, you know, planning ahead for the not only the extensions of Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, they also have to get a deal done with Jared Allen, who is, I believe, an unrestricted free agent at season's end. 
We also know that they have to take care of Matthew Delabadova, who I just uh, wrote about in my last article. I do believe the Cavs should sign, uh, should resign Matthew Delabadova. Uh, Lamar Stevens, big time news for him. He received a multi-year deal from Cleveland, which just goes to show, man, that hard work pays off. I couldn't be happier for him. He doesn't play every night. He doesn't get to see the court every night, but he definitely brings energy to the table when called upon. So it was good to see him get brought back. Other than that, Cleveland has a lot to figure out. But back to last night's game, aside from Torn Prince having, you know, just quite the game, another player I wanted to highlight really is Kevin Love. Now, Kevin Love obviously needs no introduction. He is a NBA champion. He's been an all-star numerous times. He just, the list goes on and on in terms of accolades for him. He recently moved up to number two on the all-time Cavalier list for three-pointers made, just right behind LeBron James. So he passed Mark Price for that honor, and that's that's profound because Mark Price is one of the best players in Cavalier history. Um, Kevin Love, since returning from his latest injury in his seven games since April started, 14.9 points, 7.4 rebounds, 2.7 assists, and also shooting really good from range, 38.5%. Kevin Love, man, if he keeps playing like this, and they don't require anything more than probably 27 to 30 minutes from him a night, probably good to stay healthy. It's really good to see Kevin Love out there, and I know I have really been down on Kevin Love at certain points during the season, especially when it began. I was just kind of thinking, man, I don't know how much more he has left in the tank. I don't know if he's really committed to playing, but it seems maybe he's put all that behind him. Maybe the injuries, yo, he just had some bad luck, but Kevin Love looks to be back to the, you know, he's not the Minnesota Kevin Love, but he's definitely playing very well. And he's one of those leaders on the team, along with uh, fellow 2016 championship holdover, Delavadova, who can bring championship-level experience, mentorship. They can bring just a steady, steadying hand. In the case of Delavadova off the bench, definitely is the, uh, the playmaker that we've sorely needed for most of the season. But love... Great to see him out there, fully healthy, taking shots, not being hesitant, making some pretty savvy assists, might I say. You know, had four big ones last night. But his chemistry with the young guard and Darius Garland, it's, you know, it's just boosted Garland. And Garland, to talk about him, 17 points, four rebounds, seven assists. That's a stat line that's pretty, uh, just pretty telling of Garland's season. That is the perfect... Darius Garland stat line. No matter your opinion of Garland, you gotta. You, at this point, you just have to understand that the guy can play. An aggressive Darius Garland is a productive Darius Garland, and even without Colin Sexton, it's it remains to be seen what their ceiling is. You know, because Garland has had some games where he's played very well in Sexton's absence, and vice versa with Colin Sexton. Um, I have often said this. I do believe that Darius Garland is the team's best player just because of the impact he has outside of scoring. And while Colin Sexton has made strides to his playmaking, just don't he doesn't impact the game enough, in my opinion. Again, this is just my opinion. It doesn't have to be factual reality. But my opinion is that Colin Sexton does not yet 
impact the game enough outside of his scoring. When he doesn't have it going, it just doesn't look good sometimes. Darius Garland, on the other hand, can drop anywhere between 15 to 20 points and still dish out somewhere in between 5 to 7 assists and be productive. And he's been sneakily underrated on defense, too. Had a nice block, pretty good steal last night. Um, he's just not getting enough credit for his development. And I know that people of Sexland, people think Colin is the better player, but I'm not of that line of thought just yet. But in saying that, I will never, ever, ever condemn the two's ability to coexist together. I'm happy with the development that I've seen from both. And I think other Cavalier fans, probably most Cavalier fans are as well now moving on down the lineup Isaac Okoro you know still not shooting too great but when he is aggressive as well just like Garland when he's aggressive you can definitely see the makings of a three and D wing now he's often thrown out there on the opposing team's best wing or best guard and you know he's had some tough outings but by and large He's doing everything he needs to. Now, we saw a lot of him on uh, Bridges last night. We saw him on Rozier. We saw him on Grant. We really saw him face a lot of, of different things that the Hornets threw at him. But through and through, all the while not scoring as much as you would like a top five pick to be, he's been you know pretty much as good as advertised on defense so we can live with that i'm loving the development that i see from him and these last i think cavaliers have 18 games left including tonight's game against the warriors i'm very interested uh interested to see what this team can do and i'm really interested to see what the additions of a healthy roster will do for Isaac Okoro it'll take some of the some of the burden off of him in regards to having to look to find his own shot it'll just come naturally hopefully especially when Colin comes back uh, with that said let's just take a look at today's game now one thing to note obviously this isn't the same Warriors team that uh, the Cavaliers built a rivalry with in the LeBron James years you know from and a streak from the 2014-15 season up into the 2017-18 season, Cleveland and Golden State met in four straight NBA Finals. That just doesn't happen often. Golden State took round one, heavily debated whether or not they would have gotten that chip if Kevin Love hadn't got hurt and Kyrie Irving wouldn't have left in the first game from a broken kneecap. I don't think they would have. I think Cleveland would have won his first championship that season. Moving forward to the 2015-2016 season, Cleveland secures its first NBA championship. It just really unites the city of Cleveland, and both LeBron James and Kyrie Irving played a vital role in securing that title. 2016-2017 season, ah, man, that was rough. After losing to the uh, to the Cavs, the Warriors added a just the second best player in the NBA at this current time in Kevin Durant. I don't know how you managed to do that. I don't know how you add a seventy uh, a player like KD to a seventy three and nine team. 
the winningest team in NBA history and act like anybody's going to be able to beat that. I don't care how good LeBron James is. I don't care how good Kyrie Irving is. I don't care how good Kevin Love is. I don't care who the roster you have behind them, unless you have another player of the caliber of a KD or something close. There was no way Cleveland was going to win that, and that's exactly what happened. Golden State beat the brakes off of them. LeBron's last year in Cleveland, moving forward, bunch of trades. We got Larry Nance Jr. I'm happy about that. I think he's the last one of the bunch because there was a lot of guys who went in and out the door. We had a little flirtation with Jordan Clarkson. We had Isaiah Thomas. We had D. Wade. Not to be confused with Dean Wade. Actual D. Wade, Dwayne Wade. We had a little flirtation with Derrick Rose. Didn't work out. At Jay Crowder, just a lot of guys, you know, George Hill. So many players walked in and out of that door via trade that season. And it was very clear that Cleveland, again, was not going to have enough to get it done. And it showed in the NBA Finals as Cleveland, although they had a chance to win game one off a historic gaffe by one J.R. Smith, they got swept. And that was the end of that rivalry. Since then, Cleveland and Golden State are kind of in the same ship right now just because of, for Golden State, injury. They've now lost Klay Thompson pretty much two straight seasons. They had an injured Steph Curry for much of last season. Draymond Green has been in and out of the lineup. They lost KD in free agency to the Brooklyn Nets. And they're in a bit rebuilding stage right now. So... We're, we're, we're kind of on the same category, we're on the same level. And both teams could find themselves back in the lottery. Golden State's record, I think they're at 27-28 right now. They have a better shot at making the postseason from where they're sitting than we do right now, although only being two games out. They're not really any better than us. Yes, they have Steph Curry. Steph Curry does give them a, maybe a notch or two, slightly better. But as a collective unit right now, I'm taking Cleveland, especially if Colin Sexton plays tonight. Don't know what tonight's score is going to be. Always when you're facing Steph Curry, a guy who can put up points and bunches, probably the best shooter in NBA history, it's going to be a very tough game. But if Cleveland is able to play like they did last night, I have no doubt in my mind. I have the utmost faith in this team, that they will get the job done. It's it, it remains to be seen whether or not how bought in Steph Curry is with the Warriors. You know, he has been very loyal to them, and they have a they they are most certainly going to offer him a max deal come seasons in because I believe he's a free agent. But who knows? Crazier things have happened. I never thought KD would join the Warriors. I certainly never thought that James Harden was going anywhere. I just, you know, I I didn't buy Kyrie Irving at first wanting to get out of Cleveland, but anything can happen. And so, strictly speaking in this season, strictly looking at tonight's game, if I had to pick a winner, I got to go with my beloved Cleveland Cavaliers. Just too much for Golden State to keep up with. And I I know that's a sentence that most people would be like, huh, what? Because the last few years, they've really kicked our ass outside of one season. 
it just is it feels good to say something like that it feels good to say that we are finally on par with them after Golden State, Cleveland takes on Chicago in a game that will most certainly have playoff implications on the line just because Chicago is actually the team in that uh, that 10 spot right now. And I believe that Chicago has lost something like four straight. So they're, they're, they're coming in kind of dragging themselves, you know, to the finish line. Ahead of Cleveland right now sits only the Wizards and the Raptors. Two teams that Cleveland could definitely beat on any given night. So I feel good about Cleveland's chances moving forward. But the only part that I've been conflicted on and stay conflicted on is whether or not I want Cleveland to actually make the playoffs. Now, obviously, you know, deep down in my heart, I do. But the conundrum is that we know that Cleveland is probably not going to be able to contend with some of the upper echelon in the East. And a high draft pick in this year's loaded draft could really mean the you know the difference between being a middling playoff contender and being considered an NBA title contender. Along with the development of the players that we currently have. I don't think Cleveland is a, you know, a must see free agency destination so that you know that ship has sailed since lebron left that ain't happening we're gonna have to build organically through the draft and through savvy trades uh much like we've already done so far with torn prince isaiah hartenstein jared allen you know and others but you know at the end of the day I've, i've said this numerous times as an nba player i'm sure that you lean towards winning Winning tops everything in that regard. No player probably likes to tank. I can't get in that mindset because I'm not an NBA player, but I just, you know, as a professional, I could definitely understand the the want, the need to win, especially as young as these guys are. You know, they, they got to have that taste of winning in their mouths. They got to get that taste of playoff basketball. Colin Sexton in year three is ready to get there. Kevin Love as an NBA vet is ready to get back. So, you know, we'll just have to hope and pray that we are heading in that direction. And with these last 18 remaining games, there is every bit the possibility that Cleveland could get there. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and close out today's episode. Again, if you guys want to reach out, you can always hit me up on it's Cavalier underscore pod on Twitter. I'm always open. You want to suggest a topic, you want to discuss a topic that I talked about, hit me up. And with that being said, y'all have a good day.